Welcome to PSQH, the podcast. I'm your host, Jay Kumar, editor-in-chief of PSQH. On this episode, I talk to Hari Prasad, CEO and co-founder of Yossi Health, about the evolution of the patient experience. And now, on to the interview. I'm joined today by Hari Prasad, CEO and co-founder of Yossi Health. Welcome, Hari. Yes, thank you, Jay. Good to be here. Good to have you here. Um, and before we get into our discussion, I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about yourself and Yossi Health. Sure. Uh, Yossi Health was founded in 2015 with the primary goal of improving uh, patient health outcomes and experience while lowering the cost of care uh, for busy medical centers. And we do this through automation by providing front office productivity tools for those care centers and by engaging patients right through their care journey, both uh, before and after the patient visit. And as far as myself, uh, prior to founding Yossi Health, I spent over a decade working for both payer and provider organizations, helping them with innovative initiatives to help optimize the care that we were providing, and more importantly, help improve outcomes for the patients that we were serving. So while working for those organizations, as much as I was part of a lot of these key decisions, it was really a personal experience that ended up being the catalyst for us to start Yossi Health. I dislocated my shoulder, went to an ER facility, and I had to sit there with a dislocated shoulder and fill out a bunch of forms before the shoulder was put back in. And post that poor experience, uh, all of my care was disjointed. Every time I went to a check-in process in the waiting room, uh, it was a very poor experience for me as a consumer. So that's what prompted me to meet with a number of physicians trying to understand what were their pain points, what were they looking to do in terms of their patient engagement, and that ended up uh, being the catalyst for us to start Yossi. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about patient experience. How have you seen the patient experience evolve over the years? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, so we think of, you know, patient as soon as we think about them as someone that's sick, vulnerable, and being in pain but that's consistently changed over the last number of years where they're now empowered consumers uh, and they all want their healthcare experience to reflect the same standards of other services that we're all used to by now, including convenience, choice, access, price transparency and quality. So that to me is one of the big shifts that's happened over time where in fact 78% of healthcare decisions, purchasing decisions are now driven by experience. Mm -hmm. Now patient experience is playing a key fundamental role in these purchasing decisions. And the emergence of high deductible plans has also allowed the patients to step back and question the experience that they were previously getting or the poor experience that they were dealing with. And with COVID, that's also acted as a catalyst for the patients to understand some of the care could be given in a remote virtual setting. Mm -hmm. And that's also accelerated the adoption of a lot of the tools that patients were now uh, accessing as a result of COVID. So overall, what uh, we have observed, having served millions of patients over the last number of years, is that they expect the type of experience that they have with other aspects of their life be reflected within the healthcare ecosystem as well, in terms of being able to access things more easily, conveniently, and information reaching back to them in a timely manner. 
why do you think it, it took so long to kind of get to this point? Is it just sort of everybody just accepted that this is the way it is, you know, to get health care, we just have to put up with it? Yeah, sure. So there's uh, not a single factor, but in fact, a number of factors that contributed to the poor patient experience. Uh, and I'll start first with, you know, the needs for medical practices and care centers were, you know, things that they need are deceptively complex and time consuming to collect from patients. Uh, for example, based on the type of organization or the specialty of the clinics or even the type of care that they provided to patients, the need for them to collect information from patients, being able to facilitate appointments and other things could be highly uh, difficult to streamline with software solutions or through technology. For example, if we take uh, a pediatric clinic, which we serve today uh, across all 50 states, based on the age and stage of the child, the information that needs to be collected from the parents uh, will differ every time they come in for a well-child examination, which means technology now needs to be very sophisticated in being able to collect all that information in an automated way and in a timely way. And if it's not done, then the clinics are not served well. So oftentimes what they ended up having to do is to depend on the patient to arrive to the clinic and give them a set of forms for them to fill out so they can collect the information that they need in order to provide the best possible care. So technology was not really serving the needs of these care centers that had a complex workflow, a complex need with sometimes hundreds of these forms that need to be sent to patients. And we've all seen how, in some cases, the check-in process was predominantly done in the waiting room with the, in the form of a kiosk or a tablet. So patients were expected to come in and either use those kiosks or tablets to complete the forms. So as a result, the experience that patients were demanding was not offered to them because if you're able to get your boarding pass before you get to the airport, that type of experience was not delivered to the patients because they were expected to come in, either fill out a bunch of forms on a clipboard or use a tablet or kiosk to complete that information at the point of care. And then the EMR integration aspects, right? Over the last number of years, there's been a significant proliferation of uh, the interoperability being more accessible, which means patient data that is collected from the patients can now securely and seamlessly transfer into the EMR systems. Previously, that was not available for technology companies. So in that case, providers were not served well when these technology companies could collect all the information from the patients but could not transfer them into the EMR systems of choice, which meant the care journey was broken for the care centers where they still needed to collect this information in a analog or uh, a not so digital way and have that information be transferred, which meant they did not extend the conveniences of these technology solutions to other uh, to, to their patients. So I think over the last number of years, a lot of things have happened that's now allowing companies like YOC Health to deliver the type of patient experiences that they now demand. Yeah, so how, how is that working? How is technology, uh, these current technology, changing the way patients uh, you know, experience healthcare visits? Mm -hmm. 
Sure. Uh, because patients are now demanding a contemporary experience uh, from their providers, care centers, uh, healthcare organizations are now required to upgrade the capabilities that they offer and provide patients with customer-friendly solutions that are uh, primarily easy to use, that are highly efficient, effective, and also hyper-personalized. So now the consumers are demanding these type of uh, tools and experiences from their uh, healthcare providers. So that's the biggest shift, Jay, that we're seeing in patients now becoming these informed consumers and demanding the type of experiences that they need. And as a result, the provider organizations now have to up upgrade their uh, services. Uh, one simple example that we've seen that has a significant impact on experiences, 83% of patients now prefer an organization that offers online appointments. Mm -hmm. Means four out of five patients are going to look for healthcare organizations that provide this convenience. And that has now allowed these healthcare organizations to extend those conveniences and allow the patients to book those online appointments directly. As a result, technology solutions have now upgraded their services to make sure that those scheduling services can sync and in interact with the EMR systems and can be made fully configurable to make sure that the right appointment types are matched with the right patient. It's important for these systems to now recognize if it's an existing patient or a new patient, for example. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest complaints that we have heard from patients when we con conducted our own surveys was why do my why does my doctor always keep asking for the same information that I've filled out on these forms multiple times? Okay? Yeah, yeah. Sure, you've done this as a patient yourself. I've done this multiple times. So those type of changes are what we're seeing now, where technology solutions are recognizing that this is the need that the consumers are demanding, and as a result, they've now upgraded their services to ensure that they recognize who the patient is, they're able to now match the patient with a provider and their availability. So the earliest available slots can be made available to patients instead of having to make the patient uh, in certain specialties wait for weeks and weeks before an appointment gets booked. Text messages, another uh, area that we've seen significant improvements over time. Mm -hmm. What we've seen with our own text messages that we have delivered, Jay, about 92% of our patients open that text message within two minutes of us delivering the text message, which means now the messages are reaching the patients at the right time. They're opening these text messages and consuming the information within the text messages. And if those are created in a hyper-personalized way, we're also seeing a very strong adoption of patients uh, who are using our services to complete this check-in forms before they arrive for the appointment. They're making their payments prior to the appointment. And all of this means the patients are now ready and willing and happy to use the tool as long as these tools that are offered to them provide that type of experience that the patients are now looking for. Mm -hmm. So we're very fortunate uh, at Yossi that we are now uh, getting the benefit of the patients now uh, wanting to use our solutions and previously some of the you know and and this was this may not have been as uh, easy and 
you know, to, to make the patients use these services. Even prior to COVID, we had seen the adoption rate being a little less than what we see now. And COVID has accelerated the need for the patients to not have to spend any more time in the waiting room with other sick patients. Right. And the same kiosks and tablets, pens and papers that have been touched by other people. So that's now allowed the patients to consume all the services that Yossi is providing. And by doing so, the biggest impact that we're seeing is not just for the patient experience to be increased, which is, is a fantastic outcome for the patients, but most importantly, they're able to provide all of their vital health information to their providers, and the providers are able to access all of this information before the patients visit and be able to spend more time with the patients than having to spend time on documenting things or uh, clicking things within the EHR to collect all this patient information. Mm -hmm. So that, plus, Jay, has been the single most important change that we are seeing happen when we engage patients successfully before their visit, we're able to collect all this vital information from them. And as a result, we're now empowering the providers to provide the best possible care by spending more patient time with the patients. Oh, great. When we track how much time the providers were spending with each patient, we've seen upwards of up to six minutes that we can save by getting rid of a lot of these administrative processes and as a result, we are hoping that now better care is provided to patients uh, while also delivering that great patient experience that they're looking for. Hmm. Um, so going back to your personal example of uh, injuring your shoulder and going to the emergency room, how has that experience changed you know, through this technology? Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, so in my case, when I, you know, when, when you, and, and in most of the cases, right, when you go to an emergency facility, uh, unless they have your information, unless they know who you are as a patient, it's difficult to obtain and access all of the information that you need to provide. So, in fact, one of the things that Yossi has been working on uh, is to be able to allow patients to have their information stored securely so they're able to use this across different uh, providers in the future. That's a North Star that we're working towards, uh, Jay. Uh, so right now, what we're looking for is ways that we can enable patients to be able to share their information easily with their care providers and be able to make that access point easy for them as well, where they're able to book their appointments, be able to communicate with their uh, providers and their staff members uh, within these clinics. And by enabling that access point, we're now serving tens of millions of patients. And over time, our goal is to be able to make that information readily available to ER facilities and other care centers, where for those emergency visits, we're able to now provide that information more easily than having to obtain it from the patients. Hmm. Uh, what kind of uh, feedback have you received from patients, you know, that are, uh, you know, experiencing this new way of, uh, of patient intake? Sure. Uh, the first and foremost is the adoption of our system by the patients, right? Where we've seen a tremendous increase, uh, especially in the last two to three years, where more and more patients are completing all of their intake in the forms prior to the appointment. 
and when they arrive to the waiting room, we're demonstrating and saving on average about 14 minutes per patient for the care center. So the adoption from our patients has been exceptional. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, text messages have played a critical role for us in being able to reach more patients prior to the appointment. And when we surveyed patients to find out what, you know, about more about their experience, about 60% of them said the worst part about their experience within uh, the care center was having to wait in the waiting rooms mm. and deal with the clipboards. So the feedback from them has been pretty unanimous in terms of the aspect of the care that they hate the most. And 96% of the patients did not fault the care that they received. In fact, that their complaints was mostly about all of the administrative process that they we're dealing with. So now with the patients having clearly demonstrated and explained to us that these were the experiences that they hate the most, our system is now continuing to gain a lot of adoption from the patients and they're now arriving to these care centers or in virtual care appointment settings, they're spending less and less time handling these administrative tasks uh, at the point of care or when dealing with their providers. So that's been a big improvement in terms of us being able to deliver the right solutions for the patient now at the right setting, which is mostly in their home. Mm -hmm. um, what are some improvements that still need to be made that you would like to see? I know you kind of mentioned the one with the uh, emergency room visit, being able to you know access your, your information anywhere. Uh, what, are, what are some other improvements that you think uh, or you'd like to see in the near future? Yeah, sure. So uh, the ecosystem uh, also has to continue to make a lot of improvements and upgrades. One of the things we would love to see is be able to securely transfer information, patient information, to electronic medical record systems. So this way, more and more care centers can offer the conveniences and the uh, experiences uh, that can be delivered to patients through solutions like Yossi Health. So one of the things we want to see is the improvement in the interoperability. Because in order to deliver a truly hyper-personalized experience to patients, solutions need to know who the patient is. They need to know about the patient holistically, understanding what the patient's needs are, understanding where they live, you know, what type of care are they looking for, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that we are uh, excited about in terms of what technology can do in the future as well in terms of delivering that experience. And with more incentives now aligned for consumers and patients to use uh, these systems to book online appointments and interact with their patients, uh, with their staff members and uh, care providers using text, we're expecting uh, the ongoing improvements uh, within the patient interactions to also deliver uh, great results to engage patients right through their care journey. Because once a patient leaves the four walls, so to speak, the engagement seems pretty minimal in terms of how do we now follow up with the patients to make sure that they're taking their medications? How do we make sure that they're now booking their follow-up appointments? So those are all things that, you know, solutions can go a long way towards uh, closing the care coordination gaps. So those are some of the things that we expect uh, to change in the next uh, number of years. And I guess, you know, following along that line, looking into a crystal ball, 
what do you see the patient experience looking like in say 10 years or so? Yeah, so while patients have strongly adopted the telehealth solutions, uh, and they also express 60% of them will come back and want to meet their providers in the in the physical location and within the care centers. We expect patients to continue to be more empowered where they will likely have all of the tools and things that they can access from within their home or outside the care center setting. So we expect that to continue to improve over the next number of years where patients can access this care more easily. So that's one area that we are very excited about uh, at Yossi as well to see how more services and solutions could be made available to patients for them to engage care outside of the care setting. The second aspect is the use of data and how data can be used meaningfully in order to provide the best possible care for patients. Uh, right now, we still see care being very episodic where each patient is treated as an individual where we don't get the collective benefit of you know, the data being able to help provide the right care for the patients. So I'm hoping that you know the use of data and in a more ethical and secure way will allow the industry to gain more insights and being able to use those insights to deliver better care for the patients. So I think that's a area that, once again, is very exciting for us as a company because we're already seeing a lot of strides being made in terms of being able to, on a de-identified basis, aggregate patient data that we can share with our providers. So they are now empowered to provide better care, knowing the insights that they've gained from serving hundreds of patients that they see on a daily basis as well. So we're hoping there will be more changes coming along those uh, on those front. And lastly, the secure uh, sharing of patient information amongst all the care providers. Uh, this is an area of concern, and this is also an area of opportunity. The reason why we, you know, there's concern is because patient data is very secure and needs to be handled only with those that are entrusted with handling the patient data. So it, it should be very important that patient data is not transferred or shared with anyone outside of who should be having access to those patient data. So while there is an ongoing concern, concern on how patient data is being used, it also has a great potential to be shared amongst all of the care providers. So for example, if a primary care physician needs to share the patient data with the specialist that they're referring their patients to, instead of that experience being disjointed, imagine if that specialist now has access to a longitudinal view of all the patient information and all the areas that the patient has sought care so this way they get the benefit of, let's say, a five-year or a 10-year history of that patient information, right? So how valuable would that be for that specialist to say, okay, now I'm not looking at you just as a patient as a first time. I already have the benefit and access of knowing who you are over a long period of time, knowing what medications have you been taking, knowing which care centers and labs and other type of services that you've accessed care. So all of that will allow us to deliver the right type of, not just the experience for patients, but the type of care that we should all be striving for, which should be focused on improving the outcomes for the patients at the end of the day. 
Well, how are you? Thank you so much for joining me today. This has been great. Yeah, thank you for having me, Jay. All right. That wraps up episode 87 of PSQH the podcast. You can find more information about the show and listen to on-demand episodes at psqh.com. You can subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts. Thanks again, and stay safe.